The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Yes, welcome and thank you for joining us here on The Fend, episode 12. It is great to have your company. My name is Adam Hawes. I'm joined by Tigers legend Gary, Jimmy, Jack. How are you? Yeah, going good, mate. Had a, had a good weekend. Uh, watched plenty of footy and uh, looking forward to the review today. And I'm looking forward to you opening your wallet because I might remind you we had a little wager last week. You offered Parramatta a 30-point start against the Panthers. The score, 20-2. Not great for the Eels, but it does mean I win the cash. So what do you got for me? You didn't. There was no cash involved. You can't come after the event and say, oh, there's cash involved. I was, warned, I was warned you might take this tactic. You had huh? your opportunity and said nothing. It's got to be nothing. a meat tray, surely, from you, George's you fine meats. Huh? Well, it would, would be a meat tray from George's, and you'll get 10% off if you mention the fan, the code word. Okay, meat tray. Thank you. I look forward to that. Uh, plenty of big issues to discuss, as always, here on the fan. Will the Panthers break the record for the longest winning streak of all time? They are closing in. As a player, what do you do when you know you can't make the finals? That would have happened to Jimmy a few times. Mm, yeah, few probably times. three or four times. Yeah, not, okay. not a great deal in my career, okay. mainly towards the back end yep. Yep. under a certain coach. <laughs> Is the top eight two teams too many? We're going to discuss that. Boyd Cordner, another concussion. Should he take a little break? Are the Eels about to start their search? I certainly think so. Why can't the Tigers give Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence a proper Leichhardt Oval send-off? And Jimmy will lift the lid on one of Rugby League's favourite stories about how he was too tight to pay the tolls on the Harbour Bridge, or is that just an urban myth? We'll find out. Jimmy will let us know about that one a little bit later. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via Twitter at TheFendHJ or email TheFendHJ at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the major social media sites. Best moment of the weekend, Jimmy, for mine. Cody Ramsey at the Dragons, two tries on debut. They got flogged, St. George Illawarra, by the Raiders. But this was wonderful. He had all his yes. family and friends down from the central west New South Wales town of Molong. Beautiful little town. I've been there myself. And his mum was in tears when he scored his second try. It was a wonderful moment. It was a great moment in rugby league. And that's what the game's all about, giving kids an opportunity. He makes his debut there at, sh- at, the, sh- at the showground in Wollongong. He scores, first time he touched the ball, he scored a try. Uh, in fact, I think he should have had the third try. It was disallowed by, well, I think there was the bunker got involved there. But a great young kid. He's only, what, 20 years of age. Uh, he was probably by far their best player for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, disappointing when he's, it's only the second debut so far this year. So obviously they haven't given their locals much of a go down there. But he certainly stood out. He, what, he replaced Ravalara on the wing and did a fantastic job. And I'm sure he's a great player. Coming up, I'll tell you what, he, his, his mother and his auntie didn't miss the referee. They gave them a good spray, didn't they? They did. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you could be a lip reader. Oh, yes, very good. It was very similar to Charlie Staines' debut for Penrith recently. He's the kid from Forbes. Yeah. Who scored, I think, four tries on debut. Yeah, but that was, it was great to see the young kid getting a go. And Dean Young certainly didn't miss his players. It, was a, it wasn't a very good effort when he said that the best player on the field was a 20-year-old kid. So, you know, that's... What's that say about the rest of the players in the team? Yeah, another miserable season for St. George Illawarra. They are battling yet again. A lot of work for Anthony Griffin in 2021. Disappointed last night to see the Sharks win over the Warriors. Not because I don't like the Sharks, but I just wanted that drama for the next two weeks because Cronulla winning 
22 to 14, they left it late but they got there, means that the top eight is done and dusted. We'll work out the order over the next two weeks, but no one else can get in to that top eight, which kills off a lot of interest, I believe. Uh, certainly ends the fate finals hopes of the Warriors, Seagulls, Gold Coast mm. have made a bit of a charge, and your West Tigers all out of the running, but Tigers could still finish ninth. In fact, they're running ninth as always. Well, the, the money would be on the Tigers to finish ninth because I think they've run it, what, six or seven times, so they'd be odds-on to finish ninth. Is it tough for the teams now that they know they can't make the finals? These next two weeks, those teams I mentioned, they can't make it. Is it a deflating thing? Do you start thinking yeah. of barley? Do you start thinking of blockers, barbecues? It shouldn't be. You know, it shouldn't be. Look, if, you're, if you've are if you missed out in the eight and, and your goal was to make the top eight, then surely there's got to be a bit of pride come in, you know, for, for your performance during the year because coaches are making decisions on who they want next year and who's going to be kept and who's not going to be kept. So it really shouldn't. It's a great opportunity to put yourself forward um, as one of the, the yeah, as a leader, leader in the club, and that's what clubs look for at this time of year. Even though we're not going to make the eight blokes that want to play and, and have, have pride in their performance, I think it's a, it's a critical time of year if you, if you miss out um, that your performance shouldn't drop. Especially because we're going to have so many new coaches coming in for 2021. They are looking at rosters and who deserves to stay because yeah, normally late-season games, teams that can't make the finals, if they fall behind 10-0, they just toss the arms up and think, wow, well, What's yeah, there to play yeah, for? Yeah. When I was at the Tigers there, I think we made it uh, well, in 10 years I was there. I think 10 years, we made it seven years out of 10. So it was only those couple of years where we just missed out. And mind you, in those days, it was a top five. So it was a lot a lot uh, harder, a lot easier, harder now than what it was then. Mm. So that top five, it was a top four, I think, to start with. So, yeah, there, there should be a pride in your own performance and it shouldn't be a factor. Because we are seeing a lot of the also-rans play against the top teams this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if everyone tips the same winners this weekend. There's only, I think, Manly versus Gold Coast. That's yeah. probably a 50-50 game. But the rest of them, I can see everyone tipping the same winners. So that's that's the sort of competition we have at the moment. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, whether a top eight is too large. Should be cut it back by a couple of teams. We'll come to that later in the podcast. Yep. Yep. We've got a dog running around here in the Rupert, studio. Rupert, be quiet. Rupert's uh, out of control, <laughs> nipping me ankles here. Uh, the Panthers, 13 wins in a row. Uh, they've got games to come against the 14th place Cowboys and the 16th place Bulldogs, so lock it in for 15. Now, the longest winning streak of all time is East, 1975. 19 in a row. They, of course, won that grand final against St. George Chang's White Boots grand final, 38 mm-hmm. Do you remember... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember it because I was an Eastern Suburbs fan back in those days. Yeah, it was 3 0 at half time to, to Eastern Suburbs, and they won 38 0. Poor old Chang, he had the injection in, into the groin and it, it missed the spot, and he went to kick the ball for the sideline and just rolled off his boot. And they tried to get him off at half time, but he wouldn't come off. It was very sad to see that see that uh, that game. As a fullback, was he a hero of yours? Someone yeah, absolutely. Oh, he was a hero of mine. You know, there were. Him, he was the hero of mine. So too was uh, Graham Eady, and so too was John Doherty and and Russell Fairfax too. So anyone that wore a number one jersey, <laughs> I was a fan of them. But certainly Chang, my dad played at Wollongong, was a selector at Wollongong when he came through in 1962 when he played for Country. So my dad always told me that he discovered Changer. Um, so he had an interest in, in Langlands, and um, he said he's always a very quiet sort of fellow, very private. Um, yeah, and I, when I met him, he, he was that way as well. So uh, he tried to help me at a goal kick when I was starting my career. He said I was his greatest failure because I couldn't goal kick. Yeah, it didn't work out too well. We've gone off track a little there. I have. Uh, the Bulldogs have the record for the NRL era. They won 17 straight in 2002, but there is a huge asterisk 
above their achievements because they were stripped of all competition points for rorting the salary cap. Mm. Are we putting a line through them? Absolutely. You can't count that. They rorted the system. They're gone. That that doesn't count. That should be deleted. Deleted. Okay, so that means Cronulla with 15 in a row in 2016 and Melbourne 15 in a row 2012-13. They're the leaders. So Penrith really looked like overtaking that record. With two games to go, they can match it. And then there's another three after that if they make to win the grand final. So they're 18. So, yeah, absolutely. They're a, they're a pretty good chance to certainly break their record of 15. 20 to 2 over Parramatta. Do you see any signs that they are slowing up in their surge? Uh, no, they were they were fantastic again on the weekend. Um, you know, they've just got that youth about them. You know, uh, Cleary was fantastic. Luai was fantastic. Uh, Coruscant was great as well. And their forward pack was pretty strong. You know, the kicking game of Cleary is just sublime. You know, that 40-20s and, and the cross kicks for, for Liam Martin there to score a try. Uh, he's he's a, he's a great player and he's key to their success. Luai has impressed me, Jerome. Luai has impressed me, uh, particularly the last three or four weeks. Uh, the way that he's he's fast feet, he scored a try, set up a try with that looping rainbow pass over the top. So that was a heartbreaker, that, right on halftime for Parramatta. Yeah, it was. Tackled their butts off, and, yeah. and Mansell goes in with seriously oh, five sh- seconds. That's all left on the clock. Yeah, um, and you know, full credit to Parramatta. Their defence was sublime. I think there was fifty sets of six they had for the game inside inside Parramatta's twenty area, and they couldn't. You know, in the whole game, so it was fifty to seven, I think, by half time. So the stats were just uh, tilted towards uh, towards the Panthers, but Parramatta kept them out. Ferguson side on the right hand side defended very well and and kept them in the game. But then certainly as as the game progressed, the Panthers got on top, and the uh, poor old Parramatta they couldn't milk it, they couldn't flip flop, they couldn't. Oh, uh, how yeah, boring! It, it just didn't work for them. You know, Not their, that their again. tactics that were successfully on in the year, um, they couldn't use them again, so they capitulated. Yeah, I wouldn't quite go that far. Now, there's a story by Dean Ritchie <laughs> in the Daily Telegraph. He said that uh, Freddie Fittler's meditation methods have been adopted by the Panthers. The secret to their success, it's all about the mind and being at ease. Mm. Uh, seems to be working there at uh, the foot of the mountains. Did you uh, anything similar at the Tigers and the Sheds there? No, 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 we didn't. At the Tigers, it was, it was just grab a partner and do a bit of shoulder charging against each other. You just get wound up as much as you could and just go out there and destroy. Nothing close to meditating? Nothing. Meditation was is frowned upon. No, no, it was just get worked up and and, <laughs> and seek and destroy it like I know. Keep away from Blocker or keep away from Ciro or Junior. And it was yeah, it was always high energy before we went on the field. There was no meditation. And Rupi's uh, needing some meditation at the moment. Um, he's going nuts He's there. a good guard dog, mate. He's a very yeah, good guard dog. Yeah, very good. Okay, we'll have to put a gag on him in a minute. Now, let's talk about Parramatta. I don't think they did capitulate. Rupert. Oh. <laughs> yes, a little update here from the studio. Rupert has been put outside after a barking frenzy. He's not too yeah. pleased about it, but we will push on. Nonetheless, uh, the Panthers are up against the Eels on the weekend. The Eels going down 20 points to two. They've been praised for their defence, uh, not so much their attack. Uh, plenty of criticism for Mitchell Moses and the fact uh, they couldn't get across the try line. Um, that's got to be a concern. Yeah, well, that's two games out of three where they haven't scored a try against you know, Souths, 38-0, and then Penrith, 20-2. That didn't, certainly didn't move the ball around. But I've got a theory, Jimmy. I've got yeah. a theory that the Eels are holding a few aces up the sleeve for the bigger games ahead because there's a real chance they will play Penrith week one of the finals. First versus fourth. It'll be mm. Parramatta-Penrith. What's mm. the point 
of showing Penrith all your good top point. plays. Yeah, good point. Yeah, hold something back and then then produce it and ambush them. It wouldn't be the first time that they've been ambushed. Um, I don't know who you're going to bring off the bench. What Eric Groth and Mick Cronin are they coming out of retirement? And Brett Kenny <laughs> is that a possibility? Is Burt going to play? Oh, he's the zip, good. zip he's man. Still they all coming back. Looking in good shape. But I don't think we'll need those legends to come back because I, I believe Hamrata have the personnel to, to spring an upset week one of the finals. I want to take you back to 2009. Mm. Last round in 2009, they played St George Illawarra at uh, Cogra. They got lapped 37 nil. Mm. And then the next week, they played St George Illawarra. First week of the finals, they won. They won 25 to 12. Daniel Anderson has said since then, the coach. That, yes, he held plays back so the Dragons didn't see what they were up to. Yeah, but this has been going on for the last three or four weeks with Parramatta. This is just not current for one week. They haven't been able to score points for the last four weeks. You know, um, They're foxing, that, mate. They're foxing and they'll find their That would flair. be a major concern to me as a Parramatta fan. They'll find their attacking flair against the Broncos and your Tigers in the uh, run to the finals. Well, oh, good luck. And I hope you didn't bag Parra when you appeared on the Parra Cave podcast with Troy, who is a very good friend of the fan. No, no, I, I talked Parramatta up. Yeah, Brett Kenny and all those guys, talked them all up. Great, It was a great era, even though that era was 34 years ago and they're still living in the past. I, I didn't talk too much about that. Uh, I was a, <laughs> I said I wanted to play for Parra. <laughs> they wouldn't have you. No, they wouldn't have me. No. <laughs> Steve McKenzie. Now, no Leichhardt Oval farewell for Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence despite so many games uh, for the Tigers. That's a spiritual home of the Tigers, but they will be playing a Bankwest Stadium instead because junior footy has been locked in for Leichhardt on that weekend and mm. biosecurity rules uh, mean that venue just wouldn't be safe, if you like, in time mm. for those guys to play. Mm. Well, that's disappointing to hear. You know, you respect that decision, the biosecurity, but it would have been nice for the Tigers. That's the spiritual home to play at Leichhardt Oval, um, have their last game there. My last game was there Was there also back in, you know, 92, and plenty of great memories that day. The crowd, you know, it was 20-odd thousand people there, so it was a great day. So it'd be great for those guys to finish at Leichhardt because that is the, the spiritual home of, of the West Tigers. Did you win? No, we got bit by St George. It was, uh, I think it was twenty to six or something. So no, it wasn't it wasn't a good day. But it was yeah, it was just they were just a much better side than us. They, they made the grand final in ninety two. But uh, you know, it was maybe, me. Uh, sorry, Jimmy, maybe like us, not such a great place for fields. I remember Junior Pierce got beaten. I was there for that one. Be- a yeah, great crowd. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. Parramatta won that one uh, it, over Junior. Any day is a great day when you're playing at Leichhardt Oval. doesn't matter what the score is. It's always a great day to what be there. remember when Robbie Farrow was farewell. Didn't he sit up on the scoreboard and they got lapped by Canberra that day? It's the heartland of the game. Is that that field? It's just like it's like you walk in, just takes you back. All the memories of all the past players just come back to you. It's well, just a great, it's great, a great era. Yeah, that sounds good. I know the real reason, though, you were trying to get away from Bankwest Stadium. Because Parramatta versus Tigers at Bankwest Stadium, yeah, not pretty reading for the Tigers. Yeah, it's another one, our home game. 51-6. It's, it's our, our home game. 26-16. We probably won't be able to get tickets because you blokes won't sell them. No, it's your game. It's your game. So oh, you we won't let you blokes come to the game next time. We'll keep you out. We'll kick you out of Parramatta Stadium. Not even friends and family. Out. Go, go, go. Hey, now, West Tigers, you know what they need? They need an alarm clock. Wakey, wakey for the Tigers. That's two weeks running. They have been well and truly down on the scoreboard before they finally decided, hey, there's a game on. And it cost them. It cost them against Sounds and it conceivably put them out of the finals race because they were down 20-0 in no time 
before coming back and completely dominating the game against the Rabbitohs. Yes, Cody Walker was the star for South Sydney, set up three tries, was 20-0 before the Tigers even struck a blow. Uh, Benji Marshall was instrumental in the Tigers getting back in the game, and so too was um, Harry Grant setting up a try for, for Ghana. You know, and then, well, you know, we got back in the game at 20 points to 12, mate, and then three players got Sinbin, Alex Twale, uh, Luke Brooks got Sinbin for a punch, and Gay Guy was sent well, for a punch as well. And there was three players in the bin, and at that, that, that stage, the Tigers only had 11 men. He's not known as Luke Brooks anymore. It's Rocky. <laughs> Did you see the right cross he threw? That's oh. so unlike Luke Brooks. I've never seen yeah. any hint of aggression. In yeah. fact, he looks the same throughout the whole 80 minutes. Yeah, he's, he's pretty laid back. Yeah, he's yeah. really laid back. But yeah. You know what? I've got a problem with Gagai getting Simbin if it was for punching, because what are you supposed to do when someone puts a punch on your chin? Are you supposed to stand there and say, oh, ref, did you see that? No, you're going to hit back. Of course you are. Of course you are. You know. So what are you supposed to do? If someone puts a rod on your chin and you just cop it, I understand you've got to throw, you have to throw one back. Um, but that, that lack of discipline by Brooks has cost the Tigers because when he was off, we had we had 11 men. That allowed them to score the try, which put them 26 points to 12 ahead. And even though we were coming back, we, Benji Marshall was sublime in the last uh, last 20 minutes, setting up two tries to 26-24. We just couldn't get back that uh, that lack of discipline when we were down to 11 men cost us the game. Uh, that's when they scored. It was a good game. I really enjoyed this game. I think that added to it a bit of drama, a bit of fire. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it at all. It, it brought back some memories for you uh, from your career when you had, a was it five players sin bin in one game? Yeah, we had we had five players sin off, oh, sorry, sin bin in a Panasonic Cup game back in 87 against Parramatta. But I do recall another game we played, the South City Rabbitohs at Leichhardt Oval, where there were six players sin binned. And uh, they had nine, and we had eleven players. Seriously? Yep, yep. For the game, we uh, they couldn't. They didn't have a marker. They didn't have a marker. <laughs> they, they, they only had six blokes in the front line. Um, not quite that many, but yeah, it was a it was a sublime game. Uh, we we blew them off the park with only with only they finished with nine men. So you know it was forty four ten at the end. But I do recall that. Uh, referees um, using the sin bin, and there were a couple of send offs there as well. And what about uh, Tigers with Tamo? James Tamo, that is, and uh, Josh Adokar headed yeah. to uh, yeah. Tiger Town in 2021. Mm. Will yeah. that make them a top eight team? I, I think it'll make them possibly a top five side, Adam. Um, I think Josh Adokar is the fastest player in the game. He's got to add something to the side, whether he plays wing or whether he plays fullback. Look, he wants to play fullback. You know, he'll have to improve his, his cardiovascular, his fitness work to be a fullback. And obviously, if he can catch a ball, I think he can. I think he's pretty elusive. Um, I think he'd be a great outside runner, a bit like Billy Slater on the edges. Um, I don't think he'd be an inside runner up the middle of the ruck like Tedesco. I think that won't be his play. Um, but I wish him all the best. Certainly Tamo will be a great asset in the front row. Um, and maybe a hooker. They need to try and get hold of a hooker as well, if they can, with Harry Grant going back to Melbourne next year. So there's a few things headed in the right direction, and hopefully they can be a top eight side. Well, the Raiders are certainly a top eight side, and one of their stars is Josh Papali. And what a hit on the weekend on poor old Cameron McInnes, who busts his backside for the Dragons oh. week in, week out. But he got folded over by Papali. <laughs> Didn't he? What? And it forced a turnover, and it was a pivotal play as the Raiders romped to a 37-8 win. Man, that made you wince just watching that. Oh, yeah. Off his own try line, he was just like a sitting duck trying to hit the ball up. And the 115 kilo Papali just absolutely bent him over backwards when he hit him with his shoulder and... Uh, it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been nice. I remember myself, you know, a couple of guys that I probably didn't like to run into was a guy called David Gillespie. 
He, if he hit you, he'd, he'd fold you like a like a deck of, deck of cards with David Gillespie, and also a guy called Les Davidson. He was a very good hitter too. Bundy, yeah, Bundy was a great hitter. Those country boys were they make him pretty tough. But certainly, Gillespie was one of the hardest blokes I ever ran into one on one. He just smash you. We could ask Peter Sterling the same. He ended Sterling's <laughs> he career. He finished Sterling's career with that shoulder. Yeah. yeah, did his shoulder, yeah. Smashed him. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, episode 12 of The Fend is brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. A tenderness and flavour not seen in any other Wagyu like it on the market. It is the best-eating Wagyu in the world. George's Meats celebrates 30 years this year of service, consistency and quality and its commitment to its community. And you also get 10% off at George's Fine Meats, if you mention a special code word. And, Jimmy, you have the code word. The code word for this week is a special code word. It's lorry. Lorry is the special code word at George's Fine Meats to receive 10% off. Lorry a la Lorry Nichols. Okay. So you related that back to the fanatical Tigers. Yep. As a band. sign of respect for, yep. for the great Lorry. One of the greats, uh, Lorry Nichols, no doubt about that. Now, it is a great saving of 10%. And you were always looking to save a bit of cash in your playing days. There's a famous story about- <laughs> about how you liked or how you avoided the tolls on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Now, is this a myth or can no, you explain? That's not true. I never went to Sydney Harbour Bridge. I lived in Wollongong, so I'd go home through, you know, uh, St George, Marrickville area. I'd never go home over the Harbour Bridge. And I used to go home you know, five days a week, and yeah, it was 40 cents at the time to, to go either way. So after a couple of months, I sort of groomed a fella, one of the one of the guys, he knew who I was, he let me through. So as I got to the pole, pole booth, I'd look for the bloke who had a bald head and wherever, wherever he was situated, I'd, I'd pick him out and I'd go to him. And then eventually he let me go through for nothing. So that was fair enough. And then sometimes I'd have one of uh, George's uh, fruit baskets at one of our sponsors and uh, I'd give him a banana, sometimes I'd give him an orange. You know, he was very kind, but he didn't come on until 8 o'clock at night, you see. So... I couldn't leave Leichhardt Oval till quarter past seven. So even we finished at six, I had to hang around till quarter past seven to make sure I'd be there by eight o'clock because he didn't start till eight. So you might have think I was catching the ball and I was doing a bit extra and all that sort of stuff, which I, which I was. But the reason I really couldn't leave was because he didn't come on until eight o'clock, so I couldn't leave Leichhardt at the well. I couldn't leave the well, which we used to catch up for a drink, till quarter past seven. So Tigers fans who happen to be hanging around like Leichhardt Oval would say, look at Jimmy Jack, look, yeah. at, look at all the work he puts in. All the extras. <laughs> There's a reason I was saving 40 cents each way. Now, this is the, this is the toll booths at, on the, was it the F6, the old F6? The old F6, the, yeah. Heading yeah. out of Wollongong. Yeah. yeah. yeah How did you establish what time he started? He shift? Oh, because, you know, I use it every day and then, you know, you get to know the blokes and they'd, they'd let you go through because obviously Mick Cronin was using it too and they'd get to know you and... So I, I yeah, it didn't take long to, to figure out which one, which were the good blokes and which ones. Some some days I get there and say, mate, I haven't got any money today. I'm, I'm oh, you're right, guess. Where you go? You're okay. Yeah. I said, oh, fantastic, mate. Thanks very much. He's an orange. It's <laughs> easy to please. He's a banana. And for our younger listeners, that was in the days where you had to actually come up with some change for yeah. the toll. You didn't have a, yeah. an e-tag. You actually had to come up with some currency. I went I went there one day with Blocker through the through the toll and. I had no money and Blocker had no money. <laughs> and, and I said to the Blocker, I said, what are we going to do? And Block said, Block, if he, Block said, if he doesn't let us go through, I'll bash him. I said, oh. you can't be doing that, Steve. You're getting in trouble. So I, went, I said, mate, I've got no money. I said, and it, he said, well, I can't let you through. I said, well, if you don't let me through, this bloke's going to bash you. And Blocker went, Arr! 
<laughs> he said, Why Could he just give him an autograph? Uh, we, uh, we were reserve graders then. We were nobodies. We, you know, just reserve graders from, from the gong trying to do uh, their best. Very good. Okay, so that story has been confirmed. Outstanding. Now, the Titans, uh, it's a shame the year's finishing early for these guys because I think the Gold Coast are really building into a, a very good-looking team in terms of their form on the field. Uh, they've won three straight. They've just become the first Gold Coast team to beat Brisbane two times in a season, twice in a season, that is. Uh, they are officially the top Queensland team with seven wins, 11 losses. That's nothing to write home about, but it does show you how much the Cowboys and Broncos have struggled. Now, last year, they took home the spoon, the Gold Coast, with four wins, 20 losses. It's a miserable record. They were so far back, they needed a map to find the next worst team. That was St. George. Uh, they picked up, um, they were four wins ahead in second last position. So they were way off the pace yeah, last year. Yeah. Now, I mean, until the Sharks won last night, they're actually still a mathematical hope of making the final. So Justin Holbrook, the new coach this year, He's really put a mark on the team and justifies the club's decision to extend his contract. Absolutely. He's done a fantastic job. And we have said for the last, well, the last 10 weeks that they're a very competitive side and they, they, they've continued on that form on the weekend. You know, I'd say Ash Taylor, yes, he's, he's certainly getting better, but Fogarty, Fogarty's the captain. Uh, and they picked him up. He was playing for the, what, the Burley Bears and they hadn't had, they actually looked at him until the, the COVID thing hit back in, back in April. He's coming into the squad. He's the captain. What a great player. He's that mature player, 25, 26, can read a game, good head on his shoulders, and he's the captain. So congratulations, young fella, for what you've done. You've led the team, but they just took the Broncos apart, much tougher than the Broncos. They wanted to win. They're playing for something. You know, in the middle of the ruck, they just destroyed the Broncos. Um, the Broncos continued their way. I think they've lost 15 from 16 so far this year, and they've lost the last nine straight, which is a terrible uh, reflection on, on the club, and I bet they can't wait for this year to finish. Yeah, well, hopefully they take that form into Friday night against the Eels. Uh, let's hope they don't have great memories of Bankway Stadium, particularly the semi-final series last year, fifty-eight nil. I'd love to mm, see mm. that yep. repeated as a. Well, yeah, they have to. Don't they? Paramount have to. If, if they're fair income, they have to. Have to go close to that fifty-eight nil or better. Make a statement. Yeah, make a statement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they need to run into. Or we'll hold back and let them beat them. <laughs> that, no, no, the foxing's over. Oh, they're, I thought it's over. No, 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 it's over. No, they're, now they're ready to hit their straps. Oh, okay. Okay. When? Yeah. This, this weekend? This weekend. Oh, okay, good, okay, good. And then I'll give it to your Tigers in round 20. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Ash Taylor, it was great to see him have a, a, a wonderful game and he looks like he's enjoying his footy again. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Cooper announcing he is retiring at the end of this season. The uh, stalwart for the Cowboys, 321 games. He goes under the radar a bit, Gav Cooper, but he's been a... A tremendous performer for the Cowboys in particular, and also Penrith and Gold Coast, where he, he also played. Uh, played his best footy with Jonathan Thurston when he was up there at the Cowboys. Uh, I have horror memories of one game where Cooper was uh, unstoppable. A 2015 para led 30 to 6, playing really good footy at Parramatta Stadium. I thought this is the best they played ever. And then Gav Cooper and JT, they combined and they scored about five tries in mm, 12 minutes, maybe. Wow. And they won the game 36 30. Yeah. Well, that, that still haunts me. 300, you say 21? 321, yeah. 321 first grade games by any player at any level of football is a fantastic effort. You just don't fluke 321. There's a lot of effort, a lot of discipline, a lot of commitment, you know, uh, to get to that level, let alone play 321 games of football. There's only been, I think, 41 or 42 players that have played 300 uh, games, and he's up there. Well, he's up there towards, you know, 320 odds, getting probably in the top 15 of the game. So it's a great uh, reflection on you as a player and 
Uh, congratulations on a great career. And Mitchell Orbison, he becomes the most capped Roosters player this weekend when they go up against the Sharks. He'll overtake Anthony Minicello. Yeah. Uh, so that's a wonderful achievement for Mitchell Orbison. He's such a great clubman. And does more than that. He's actually a, a key player in that team. Yeah, he is. And, and congratulations. He's been there for a long time as well. Uh, he'll he'll break Winnie's record this weekend. So uh, he'll come off the bench on the weekend. He was playing sort of hooker, second row, filling in there. He's that type of player anywhere from, well, from front row to wing. He can fill in anywhere. And obviously a great clubman. And, and teams need people like Mitch Orbison in, in their in their setups to be there for 10, 12 years. They're just there because they, they love the club. They love playing. And he's a great setup there at the Roosters, and yeah, congratulations too. It's a it's a it's a marvelous setup they've got there, and and he deserves that uh, three hundred record and uh, yeah, for end of to mark the end of his career, which I'm sure this will be his last year. And Boyd Cordner, uh, he came off early in that game against a nice forty two twelve victory uh, for the Chooks, but Boyd Cordner uh, took a head knock in trying to score a try in the first half. He'd had a big week, obviously with the tragic passing of his cousin during a, a game in Newcastle. Uh, and Coach Trent Robinson wisely said, you know what, you've you played a bit, you've taken a head knock, you've had a very tough week, a mentally draining week, let's just sit yeah. out the rest of the game. So it remains to be seen whether he will play against the Sharks, whether they should give him another week off. Yeah, look, he's had two serious concussions so far this year, and that's a concern. Um, on the back of that, you know, he landed on the front of his head there when he scored that try uh, on the weekend. and. Yeah, he hasn't been the same player since you know, since the start of the year, and I hope he can recover in the off season. He said, "I don't think he'll be playing. He should be playing Origin this year um, because, because there's certainly a problem that needs to be addressed um, for his own benefit." And I, I wish him all the best. Yep, and the Roosters are looking really good things for three in a row. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams, he played more minutes and he looked dynamic. He, he had a real spring in his step. He threw some quality passes. It's not fair when you bring someone like that in for the back end of the season. We knew he'd be an asset, but he actually scared me how good he looked the other day. Yeah, he looked much better than the week before. His offloads, his, his work rate around the middle of the ruck, his offloads, um, he was he was everywhere. Um, and they used him they used him twice a couple of occasions there, and he's only going to get better around that middle of the ruck. Uh, all the experience he's brought with him. Luke Kerry was sublime. He set up two and scored a couple himself. Tupu scored a couple. And also Tedesco got a try for the uh, for the Eastern Suburbs Roosters, but certainly SBW uh, is is really playing well, and um, you can see he's going to get better and better than what he was on the weekend. Who's stopping the Roosters winning three in a row, three grand finals in a row? Um, who's stopping them? Uh, Penrith, yeah, Penrith, but Penrith, I suppose I say I say Penrith, but they're only young; they're a younger side. The Roosters have got that hard edge; they've been there before, you know. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a toss up, you know. It's going to be a toss up. But I wonder if Penrith, this could be like two thousand and three, where the same same thing, a group of youngsters with a couple of old hard heads in there, yeah, and they just swept all before them, and they beat the Roosters in the grand final, yeah. And and even and even Canberra, you know, they're they're still hanging in there. They've got that hard edge too, you know. They can strike a bit of form over the next over the next uh, four weeks. They've got some you know, Papali and, and, and Hudson Young, those guys yeah. there, uh, Whiten. They're a really good footy side, you know. They put the cleaners through the dragon, so and the storm. And and the yeah. storm, thing with the storm is, like you know what you're going to get most weeks. The difference between their good games and their worst game is not much. So they're really sort of consistent, like an eight out of ten most weeks. Whereas the other teams maybe have that X factor to, to notch it up to maybe a nine out of ten. Whereas maybe the storm can't. But with the storm, you know what you're going to get. With the roosters, they're still improving, and they may have timed their run j- just right. 
Uh, and then you've got the youth of, of, of the Panthers, who uh, with the best halfback in the competition is a threat whenever he's got the ball. And Para, of course, are saving their best till last. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up while you can. They're, they're doing, they're they're doing an R1. They're, they're, they're coming, coming from last. Yeah. Coming. You enjoy ninth place. Uh, just on the Raiders, um, I think... <laughs> I think they're playing better than when they had Hodgson in the, t- in the team, Josh Hodgson. Yeah, yeah. We all thought when he was ruled out, that's that's it for the Raiders. But they're actually playing better now uh, than when they had him. So I think they're a real chance as well. Yep, I agree with you. Okay, now I wanted to come to this issue I mentioned earlier, the top eight. There's a little bit of chatter on social media over the weekend that, you know, maybe top eight's too big. Cronulla and Newcastle will finish seventh and eighth, you'd assume, and there's no one would give them a chance of winning the premiership, I wouldn't think. So mm. is a top six better? Is a top five better? Because um, let's be honest, not all eight teams can win that can win the premiership. No, you can see now. There's there's the haves and the have-nots, the top four, and then there's the ones that just make up the numbers. And really, the top eight is all about it's all about generating as much income as they can. That's what it's about. The top five worked fantastic in the eighties, and the top five was a very good system. It rewarded teams who performed. Now you've got you've got a, a disparagement between. The top four and the bottom The bottom four have got no chance. They can't win. There's no way those sides can win it. Even now, I'll say that. So, yes, I think maybe a top five would make it uh, a better competition. Um, every game is a grand final, wasn't it? Every top game five. is a grand final, that's right. huge. With a top five, yeah. And, and do, do it that way. Then rewarding teams for, for mediocrity, really, like finishing eighth or seventh, you know, it's an average. Oh, thing. wow. There's, well, there's 16 teams. I've come in the middle of the competition. I've, I've got 50% right and I've lost 50%, but I made the top eight, so that we must have been successful. No, you weren't really successful. You just made the system the top eight because it's an eight. It should be a five, a top five. It, it does leave the door open for the fairy tale, though. Uh, Parramatta 09 made the grand final from eighth. The Cowboys went from eighth in 2017 to the grand final. And Canterbury. The Bulldogs, they won the yeah. competition in 1995. I think they finished seventh for memory. Yeah, well, yes, there is a chance that you can make it. So why there's a chance, I suppose they'll always keep doing it. But it, it just you can see the difference between those that have and haven't got it. That's my, my, my question about the top eight because you can see this year in particular what's happened with COVID. The bottom sides, I think, are a lot further adrift than what they were in the past because of just how the season's fallen, fallen into play. Okay, time for Fend at the End. This is where Jimmy uh, rants and raves a little about uh, some of the issues over the weekend. What did you see that um, got you a little bit hotter than the collar? I'll tell you what I did see. I did notice on the weekend that the referee uh, for a six-again call, which was made 10 metres out from the defending side's try line, a lot of sides will hold down and try and get uh, get their line set. And they're quite prepared to give away a six again because they need to get their lines out, otherwise they'll score. The referee has, has ruled a six again, and then he could have ruled a penalty for them holding down. Now, a penalty would have been more, much more beneficial for the attacking side because they could have kicked the goal and gone further ahead. So I think referees need to look at this rule. If they're doing it intentionally to, to set their line, a, a penalty should be maybe a better call than six again. It certainly benefits the attacking side rather than the defending side, because defending sides are taking advantage of the six again to get their line set, knowing there's not going to be a penalty and they can get away with it. Okay, I thought you might have ranted about the bunker. The, uh, the, oh, the, oh, well, oh. Don't start me at the bunker. Okay, well, that's one. I'll give you another one. The bunker was the worst decision of, of the season on the weekend when, what was it, Lindsay Collins, when he scored that try, Matt Butcher played the ball. Matt Butcher did look like the Eiffel Tower, hasn't moved, and Lindsay Collins' try has been disallowed because 
the bunker got involved and said that, that he was used as a as a bit a butcher ran uh, Lindsay Collins ran behind Matt Butcher, which he did, which he didn't. He ran to the side. He didn't even get in the way of the, the defenders, and the referee stepped in and said no, no try. Well, the, the bunker did. That was a disgraceful decision. But just because you play the ball, there doesn't mean you can run behind the guy. Well, what are you supposed to do? You're not, you just you played somewhere, the ball. Run you, somewhere else. You're entitled to play the ball. Yeah, just... I'm not, it's not Nat Butcher's fault. I'm not, I'm not blaming Butcher. I'm saying Lindsay Collins, to me, looked like he did go behind Butcher, who no, played the ball. No, 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 he didn't. It was, a, it was a fair call. The referee and the bunker got it wrong. Does the bunker ever admit they get it wrong? Do they ever admit they get it wrong? They got it wrong. They need to look at that rule as well. Have you had a phone call yet? You did offer your services earlier. I'm still waiting for a phone call. Yes, yes, from Graham Annesley to to get depth in the bunker and mm. make some decisive decisions. Right, okay. yeah, that'd be the try every day of the week. You could make it. You could make a difference up there. Absolutely, I could make a difference. Yeah, a bit of common sense. Oh, we're going to right no jump rails a punch. Okay. Jump a punching and get sent to the sin bin. That wouldn't be happening. Yeah, that was a bad one. All right, that is full time for episode twelve because we've got to give uh, Jimmy some water to calm down after that spray. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, okay. All the best. Have a great week. Look forward to the footy this weekend. It's going to be a, a fantastic weekend as we go towards the semifinals series. Uh, can't wait. Yeah, love this time of year. Thanks, Jimmy. Now, if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Twitter at TheFendHJ or on email, TheFendHJ at gmail.com. Stay safe and, most importantly, enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy.